So step two, my ideal future. What does a winning year look? Uh, what does a winning year for me look like? So I just want to say before we lay out some questions here to answer is don't move to step two too quickly, okay? Uh, you want to be able to really come from a place with this question that you're complete about the previous 12 months. So again, what does complete mean? Well, complete would mean that there's nothing that you're feeling bad about. You're not um, bringing forward some experience for yourself. Like it was a horrible year and we failed. That's not the best place as a mindset to create the next year, because if you're not complete in both your success and your failures, and by complete, I mean, you can just own it. You know, that's why on step one, you could acknowledge, um, the accomplishments and get to a place where you're like, you know what? I'm really good about last year. There's nothing that's tugging my attention from it that I need to fix or change next year. There's some things I want to work on, but I'm not in a state of mind, which is uh, I'm behind as an example, or yeah, there's a lot of things not working. So it's fine. Obviously as a business owner, deal with that um, straight. And the point here is that you can answer the question, what is your ideal future from a clean space of thinking? And if you're not there right now, don't rush this, you know, go take a run, work out, do some more work to complete last year and get comfortable and then really speculate. And the question here is standing in December 31st of next year, what is it that you've accomplished Again, that's made you really proud. That's one way to get into it. What is it that you're just inspired to get up to as a business owner, as a team, as a company? Again, depending on how you're writing this, it could be personal for yourself. But if you run a company, it's never really personal because you're running the company. So it's also what you see as possible for the vision of the company that you'll likely go share with others in um, a business format. But dream here a little bit. And in my experience of doing this, you're, there's kind of two tracks of mind. You know, the brain wants to think linear. So you're going to think about from last year and the momentum that's there or not there and the business results and your clients and your current business model. So there's going to be obviously a continuation of doing something into next year and doing it maybe with uh, doing it better, uh, doing it differently or doubling down on what's working and doing more of it. So that's fine. That linear thinking forward's fine. And then at the same time, you want to be able to set that aside and now think from a blank space of, okay, what haven't I thought about that could be operationalized in the business um, that I'd like to get up to? I don't have all the answers to, I can't predict it, but it's something that is desirable. You know, within 12 months, if I could figure this out, that would be one heck of a year. So then you can also answer that question. And often that's going to give you more creativity, innovation. And we say, you know, where some of the breakthroughs in the business show up is outside of what's already predictable. So those are the two. You're thinking, standing there, not having all the answers, what inspires you to accomplish, what's important for the business, and also what's already working you want to carry forward. All right, so here's some questions. Speculate on what would make a winning year for you. By the end of the year, what is it you've accomplished? And stating them as accomplishments is a, is a good practice, you know, as a specific outcome. Uh, we have accomplished X. We have entered two new markets in the business and we're wildly successful. That would be a strong outcome to state. Um, 
we have launched one new product line in the business, which is well-received from our market. And then you can find ways to measure that. What, and in your leadership, you could look at what you've accomplished. Where have you grown as a leader? What has the team accomplished? What did you start and finish that you're most proud of over the next 12 months? You could ask what makes me happy this year. You know, where is your joy? What is it that really you enjoy about the business and how could you design more of that in the year? What would I start this year if I knew I could not fail? And that's a good question because you don't have to worry about how you're going to do it, which is often a place where individuals and teams get stuck. There's a time to answer the how, which is the strategies and the actions, but you first got to start with the aspirational goal. And so not worrying about how you can do it as you answer first what it is that you could get up to without needing to know the answer first. So give yourself room to dream a little, spend some time being introspective on your life goals. We'll just give you a minute there to capture whatever you see for the first round. Okay, we'll move to step three. So step three now, my priorities. What are the main areas I will focus on? So this is where you need to make some choices. And this is important for you and for the team. Obviously, you can't do everything that you want to do. I mean, it's not obvious. It may be possible that you could do it all, but you need to actually confront the calendar. You need to confront what is a priority? You need to choose different workflows to resource because if you're leading your team, you're going to now have them start to work on something perhaps new alongside of what they're already working on. So are they going to stop working on some things or are you going to create more space for them to now include new things as well as do what they've always done? And this is where we're confronting implementation. So again, Many times we'll plan and we'll get that first part done, the goal setting, the aspirational goal. This is what I want. I, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, that's great. You want to lose 20 pounds. I'm in the best shape of my life by the end of next year. That's a great outcome. Good. Now, how is that actually going to be accomplished? What does it look like to do the work? What's the behavior that's needed? What are the actions that are needed? And ultimately, how does it hit your calendar? So the next two steps really address those spaces. And uh, in my experience, this is where teams definitely go to sleep, okay? Because as soon as we get to this point with teams, and I may take two days to work with an executive team who are, who are sifting and sorting, and really I'm listening for them getting to the place where they can authentically start to create uh, a new future together. And there's often a lot of past that needs to get kind of sorted through first. So they're not trying to fix something from the past when they go to create the future. But once they get there, that gets done. They're very inspired. Oh my goodness, Chad, this is amazing. And we're all together and if we're going to accomplish that. We're very clear. And then the next question is great. Now who's doing what? And everyone wants to go take a break, right? 
people start to like eyes roll back in their head because we need to put some names on the plan and we need to confront the calendar and we need to actually align together on what are the priorities and how do we coordinate these and who's doing what come January 1st, given where we want to be at the end of the year, what needs to be accomplished in the first quarter to for us to have integrity with what we've said the year is about. So again, I just warn you in advance, that's the space to push through. We got to push through that unconscious space where people would rather just go back to what they've always done, because this is why most people really don't create a breakthrough. Well, they may create some kind of stretch goal or breakthrough future, but um, you know, Harvard Business Review has that stat that 80% of all change initiatives inside a new vision and organizations fail. It's not because they didn't create the vision. No, they all created the vision. They just weren't very good at confronting execution right? So only 20% of organizations actually fulfill, let's say, on their vision for the year at a satisfactory level. Most of them do not hit the goals that they lay out. That's why a lot of teams stop even goal setting because uh, they get resigned and cynical that it it's, could actually be realized. Um, again, my view on it is because people are lazy and don't take the time at this point. So let's look together. What are the main areas I would focus on? For each critical area of your life, start to see the main focus for this year. If I'm going to lose the 20 pounds, what, what's my game plan? Uh, and maybe I don't have a game plan yet, but I would need to research how to lose 20 pounds and the best way to do that. So that might be an action item for you uh, to research and to learn or to find a mentor. Or you may know very well how to do that and you've done it in the past, and you know the habits that are required for that, and you're inspired to take to practice those habits again this year. So you would start to note those down. What does it look like? So you really can have whatever you want for yourself. You could, and it starts by asking for it. It starts by focus, if asking for it, as we did in step one and two. And then, but how you get it is you need to organize it and bring discipline to it. That's no surprise. So what's the focus in each of the areas? Given what my ideal future is, what matters this year? So again, these are just questions to get you into now, starting to articulate projects, workflows, areas. What will I start doing? What will I stop doing? What are new projects or activities that will help me get there? What are the habits I need to practice to get these results that I say are important? So by inspecting my priorities, I can start to architect a year by design. So I'll just give you a minute to capture what you see comes up for you in those key areas of life.
Okay, I'll keep moving. And again, I know you will fill this in as we move, but you're getting your first round of thinking on paper or on the screen. So step four is to create an action plan. Uh, I like teams and individuals to start to then look, what do the next 90 days look like for me? Uh, but just before we jump into the next 90, let's take a page out of strategic thinking 101 and reverse engineering and remind ourselves that the brain doesn't like to think backwards from a future. It likes to think forward from the past. So now when I talk about the next 90 days, most of the time when I work with teams and individuals, but the teams, they're going to move through first the space that much of what they have in their 90-day action plan is what they've already been doing. You know, what the last two months or three months look like, there'll be some extension of that. And that's fine. You can start there. And that's obviously important for the business. We're not going to be completely doing, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of new actions that we never did unless the business model really called for that reinvention. But that's usually not the case. So you want to notice both what priorities you're pulling forward from the past. And then you've got to also give space and ask yourself, are we being responsible for the areas that are new this year? Go back to what you said was important for the entire year. Go back to the accomplishments for the next year. And you need to stand in the end of the year and experience yourself. And really in your mind's eye, you transport yourself from today to 12 months from today. And you say, these were our accomplishments. And then you say, the, the way to do this is now you're thinking backwards from the future. You need to be able to stand, and I recommend working quarterly backwards. So you're going to stand in the end of quarter three. So say you're going to stand, stand in the end of um, you know, September of next year, and you're going to say, what, what were the priorities we accomplished in quarter three? Well, you really look at what did we accomplish by the end of quarter four, which is by December 31st of next year. What was in Q4 first? what made sense for us to accomplish? Where do we need to be at to make sure that what we said the whole year was about got accomplished? And so you, you kind of deal and confront that quarter of quarter four first, and then you work back to quarter three and say, what had to be in place in quarter three, given what we worked on in quarter four? And likewise, you're going to go to quarter two and then to quarter one. Now, somewhere in there, you're going to get your best thinking on screen, which both is takes responsibility for the current workflow, which is being pulled forward, which you're already going to do anyway. And it also then will include your new thinking that's needed for any of your stretch goals, your gap goals, your breakthrough goals, whatever it is you saw was possible by the end of the year, you actually are starting to create a pathway now backwards from the future to be responsible for that future showing up. Does that make sense? And, um, you know, just notice it. And in my experience, it does take you and the team pausing and asking questions both ways. Now, then you've got to go back to choosing and the action plan needs to show up in your calendar. So this is now the next thing. You may have a whole list of projects for the year. Then you can start to say, now, where do these fit? Which quarters do they fit in? What would be the milestones we'd need to be at in each one of these areas by when? What's logical to get done in quarter one, given where we're going and what we said the year is about? What absolutely must be in place by March 31st of the year, as an example, for the year to be successful? Because if we don't do these two things by March 31st, forget about what we said for how the year ends. 
So teams are good at doing that thinking and you're, you're now confronting implementation in advance. Like how do, does this look rolled out? What do we need to deliver? And then you ask now who are the project teams to deliver on that and who's accountable for each one of those areas. And you start to get names up beside things for people to actually now manage and be responsible for managing through to completion. And then the team needs to, and you need to look at your calendar. So if you really break down the 52 weeks and then you've got the vacation weeks and you've got whatever else you got in there, you're going to get to some level of, we only really have X amount of working weeks in a year and uh, then confront your calendar. Like, what does it look like day to day? How much project time can you put in place and um, it, week to week for your team and really listen, where is this all going to fit? And in that phase, you got to stay out of overwhelm or people's stories about, oh, it's too much. Now, it's not too much. It is what it is. We just need to find a place in the calendar for it to sit. And if it doesn't fit in the calendar, you're right. We're going to have to resource it differently or we're going to have to not do it potentially. So this is execution. You do need to confront that and not just hope things are going to show up because uh, we thought it was a good idea. And everyone goes back to what they've always done. And then they complain that those new projects don't fit in their calendar. They're overwhelmed. And, um, and then it's a justification for not producing results. All right. I hope that all makes sense. This is where, again, you just got to roll up your sleeves and do some good thinking and project management and, and look. So as a team, you can sketch out what the next 90 days look for, like for you. That can include what are the projects? What are the workflows? What are the results? How will you measure it? Who's doing what? You know, given my priorities, what are the new actions we need to take? So from step three, you've listed your priority areas. So you look and say, what do we need to put in place to move those projects forward? How will I, how will I schedule them to ensure they happen? How can I keep this simple, clear, and actionable? Yeah, don't overcomplicate it. I... I use Google Docs a lot, Word, that's fine, a document. I think that way a lot of people love Excel and you're good at Excel, you know, just keep this in a format that the team can stay on the same page with and that can be shared um, throughout the year. What you're doing now is not trying to solve all the execution or problems or talk too deeply through any one of them. You're just getting to a point where people can hold it and not be... Um, annoyed by it is one way to think about it. You get it in existence enough where people can say, yeah, that's good. We got a good plan for that one project. Let's move on to the next one. What needs to be put in my calendar? If it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist. So where plans break down in action planning is you have a bunch of actions, but A, you don't have single point accountability and B, it hasn't hit individuals' calendars. And what I mean by calendar is you actually want to be able to bump up against anything that's in your plan. So it may be that you have a priority that you're not even going to start until June, but it better be in somebody's calendar for June to bump up against. So when I look at my calendar for June, the first week of June, it's like a four hour block on Tuesday, June 6th, that says, uh, start this project, whatever the actions would look like to start that project. And somebody has that in their calendar. Now you can literally calendarize the entire year for your major priorities. That by the way, when you do that work, it really gives you clarity and peace of mind as a team 
um, because people are clear that the right things are placed where they should be placed. And um, therefore, you're not starting the year drinking through a fire hose, trying to do it all in the first 90 days. So what kind of support could I ask for? That gets to, again, accountable speaking on the team and for yourself. So if it looks like we need to resource something differently, what does that look like to resource? People say, I can't get that done. What would you need to get it done? Or what's missing for you to get it done? And then you got to really listen. Uh, you know, most teams don't really want to overpromise, and your and your staff want to look good and they want to impress you. And most people will always say they're busy enough. Thank you anyway. So they're not going to just take it on naturally. So you got to work through these questions for the plan to work. All right. So completing this piece until my aspirations get grounded in reality, they remain a dream. Planning in 90 day cycles allow for focused day to day uh, performance. So I'm just going to give you about 30 seconds here to continue to capture anything you see from action planning. All right, team, we're moving here. A couple, step five, and then a couple of things to complete the masterclass with. So step five, uh, a purpose. My purpose, um, the context for the year, giving your year a name. I, reckon, I recommend this. I just worked this past week uh, here with uh, executive team who um, named their year the year of dunk, D-U-N-K, the year of dunk. And it was really cool because after they did all the planning work, uh, you know, I asked the question, okay, what's the theme for this year? What are we calling this year? Like, what's this all about? And they came up with that. It was the year of dunk. Why? Because during the conversations, they had talked about leveraging the team talent. And, you know, the, the CEO was talking about, I can, I can only dunk on a nine-foot basketball hoop right now, as an example. And I know I can't get to 10 feet, but 10 feet is possible. But I know I, I, I just, I'm not going to be able to dunk that 10-foot hoop on my own. But the six of us can dunk that hoop together. If we do what we said here, if we stay coordinated, if we stay in high performance, uh, if we stay clear in our goals and our accountabilities, like everything we've laid out here, I know that we can do it. It's like having a trampoline for the team. You know, we built a trampoline here, which, but it, it, as leverage. So you and I and this team can jump on that trampoline and we can dunk that 10 foot uh, hoop this year. And we're going to be the best in the industry and the leader in the industry because we're going for the 10 foot hoop right? Everyone else is still trying to get to the nine foot, uh, but they're not leveraging team like we all are. So that's it. So the year of dunk was their expression of that, which is kind of fun and, and they'll remind themselves. So now on their plan too, we have at the top of the plan, the year of dunk, right? And again, it brings a smile to my face when I think about it, because you don't want to just look at your plan and it occur like a bunch of work that you're behind on because there'll be a bunch of work and you'll probably probably be behind on a lot of it throughout the year. Uh, but you got to remember that it's all about dunking the 10 foot goal or hoop. So let's keep a good mindset about it because we're coming together to create something that wasn't going to happen on its own. And that's always nice for your team to remember and for you to remember. Um, and then you can get into, okay, now what's the work to be done? Let's talk about what's happening this week. So a couple questions here as you think about the theme for your year. 
After filling it in, the blueprint, get a sense of what the year is all about for you. What values are you living? What inspires you as a big game? What difference is this year making for others? What stands out to you as the overarching theme of the year? Again, I know I keep referring this back to your team. Um, you may be a solo entrepreneur. And of course, though, you touch your clients and you touch your other contractors or your family. So you always have a team around you, even if it's not uh, per se your leadership team. So what does this year mean for you? And often there'll be some theme in there about how it impacts others, the difference it makes. So take 30 seconds just to jot down a couple words or values or themes for the year. Uh, so briefly here, just talking about how to integrate with your team. I, I know I sprinkled this in throughout the entire masterclass. Um, I'm a big advocate of sharing with people the vision, what you see as possible, including people early in that process um, as appropriate. You know, you may not share with them all your life goals and you may do that. Some teams really like to do that so that you know where each person's at personally. And, you know, maybe losing the 20 pounds is a, is a big deal. And I have some teams I work with and they really stay in touch with each other throughout the year and they integrate both personal and business goals. Um, so that's fine. Or you may keep it more business focused. But the point is now, how do you integrate with your team? So here's a couple of points. Uh, you can use this exact process. You could use that download uh, that the PDF create my year plan to create your year with your team plan. Um, walk through these steps with them. Uh, completing the year, as I mentioned, is a powerful way to ensure your team is prepared and focused for the new one. The main thing is that you do have an occasion I recommend before January 1st where you have a team meeting. It could be 30 minutes on Zoom depending on how you work. It could be 30 minutes in person. It could be a lunch meeting. It doesn't have to be complicated, but that you as a leader, you lead a conversation and say, hey team, let's talk about our accomplishments last year. You know, what do we want to acknowledge each other for? And that can include what did we, I think I have it here, you know, look at what worked and what didn't work. You know, what worked about what we took on, what didn't work about what we took on. Let's just have open dialogue about it. Um, what did we say we would would happen? What did happen? You know, you confront your business metrics, obviously, sales, revenue, profit, efficiencies, customer service, um, um, employee satisfaction, whatever your KPIs are that you look at that are important, you know, you want to complete that. Look at the actual facts. What did we say we would happen last year? And what did happen? And acknowledge it. Don't go too deep into any one necessarily. This isn't about fixing it. It's just about giving people the ability to know, okay, we did what we did. We didn't do what we didn't do. Had some high points, some low points. And now what do we want to create next year? And the, then the team is ready to um, obviously start to look at what would be a breakthrough year or what would be, by the way, not everything has to be breakthrough. I know I use the word, but it, it can just be what the heck would be a better year next year? What can we get better at? What can we get a little bit better at in each area? So I'm a big fan of that too and keeping it simple. This is not about always making people's head crazy thinking about how do we double sales next year? Well, you, it's a useful conversation, but there's a lot in the business that should just keep being a little better, right? So, and people are good at having, how do we get better? It hurts their brain often to think about how to double sales because they just can't see it as an example. So you know your team, you can have a, a mix of the two. 
Um, and then as you do that work together, and it could be in that lunch conversation, or maybe it's a more formal meeting, uh, start to look at next year, start to do the brainstorming you just did, start to collect it on screen. I like to work on screen together collectively. Like what are some of the areas we want to work on next year? Um, and actually type it up on a, on a, a shared screen so people can see it up there in reality. Wow, look at that. That was really good. What do we want to start doing? What do we want to stop doing? So start to capture that as a team and you'll be surprised how much excitement and momentum that starts to move forward. And you'll also discover some areas of the business that maybe you're not very good at, that no one's really talking about, that do need attention immediately, that can be part of your 90-day planning quarter one. Because people want to work on what they know needs to be worked on. And it's hard for them to think about any getting better if some things really are burning. So you got to deal with the reality of the business for sure head on. And often it starts with just letting people know you see that that's not working. They've had a chance to express it and really talk through it. And then, you know, they can have a peaceful Christmas break and you can ask them to come back really ready to um, hit the ground running uh, with clarity and with all those things we had on you know, the other side of the screen, clarity and accountability uh, for the new year. So you may be able to decide on a theme for the business with your with with your group in advance. You can share personal goals. You can share business goals. Uh, you can schedule key milestones to revisit these goals along the way. So what I mean by that, you can put in place, and I highly recommend at least a quarterly version of this exercise. Every three months, stop, reset, ask these questions, revise the plan, look at your overall plan, put in place new strategies and new actions. And, and you know, I, I try to avoid ever changing the destination once it's set. I want to challenge a team to think, what are new ways that we're not seeing yet? Let's not let go of the goal. Let's change our actions. So that's the quarterly milestone check-ins where you're, you're walking through this process again with them to reset. You've got to put that in your calendars. I mean, you don't have to do anything, but if you want high performance in the team, you really do need to put it in your calendar in advance. Every quarter this year, we're going to take one day out of the office, whatever it is, to go do strategic work and make sure we're aligned and coordinated on our priorities and our goals and who's doing what for the next 90 days. And that's just as important as any other area of life where you need to, you know, you got to go to the gym to lift the weights. In this business model, if you want an aligned high performance team, you got to sit around a table somewhere and talk, okay? Too, too often it's an afterthought. So there we go. That's how to integrate with your team. Just, I could obviously talk a lot about this. I have other resources in the academy that speak specifically to how to get team buy-in, um, but don't complicate it. That's why I want to keep things simple here. It's always best. And then I said here, this kind of dialogue is foundational for high-performing teams and for your culture. Your culture is really built out of these conversations often. And there's a lot of team development that can happen when you're confronting your plan as a team and what you said you would, you're going to do. Okay, everyone. So I'm going to start to wrap up. Final tips and takeaways. Join the top 1% and create your year. Um, I made up that statistic, but I do, I do have a pretty uh, proven track record working with teams that the top 1% of the teams I work with definitely take planning seriously. Uh, they're willing to make bold goals. They, they challenge their teams, but they just don't talk. Uh, they get it into some format. It doesn't have to be complicated. Don't use complicated systems. Get it, you know, the back of the cocktail napkin has launched many great businesses, but it was written out on a cocktail napkin. Get it onto something that your team can look at and build from. Um, keep it simple. Clarity is power when deciding your best actions. 
So you get clarity on the team when your actions and your priorities are are aligned on as a team and they're in the calendar. That's where clarity comes as a team. Clarity is not knowing the answer in advance. Clarity is knowing that we have the space, the room, the occasions, and the team thinking together through these things because we're not going to answer everything on, on how to create this, this year breakthrough or getting better. We're going to discover it together through the year, and we have occasions to keep discovering it together. All right, keep your blueprint excuse me, keep your blueprint in front of you and adjust course as needed throughout the year. All accomplishments start with a thought. Everything in the world start, starts first with a thought. So you can ask yourself, what are you willing to think? What is it that you're willing to dream, think, and then operationalize through good sound design and um, leveraging your team?